Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hey, 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 and welcome to episode 129 of How You At You. It's your girl Shanice from K-Pop Box. And on this podcast, we talk about your unpopular opinions, hot topics, hot tea, and everything in between. So if you want to join the conversation, make sure you hit us up on socials at How You At You. So let's sit back, relax, and let's get it started. Before I go into hot topics, you may have gathered it is just me myself and I today which is good it's gonna be fine it's just gonna be like a little conversation between you and I so make sure you do get involved in the whole situation hopefully we'll be back to regular scheduling soon I don't know what's happening next week because your girl's going to see Beyonce so that may mess up the schedule again but we'll try we'll try we need to you know it's been a week without the pod and yeah I don't like doing inconsistency girl Mm -mm, it's not a bit of me but anyway I'm gonna stop all the yabba yabba the chit chat and let's get into hot topics where I talk about all the latest news that has been happening within the how you sphere so let's kick things off with a bit of Korean hip Hop. So rapper Haon has joined CK's agency KC. This follows after Haon had parted ways with Higher Music on the 8th of May. And I think it's cute that CK and Haon are together. Um, I know CK was part of Higher Music at one point and he left. I can't remember when. But yeah, let's see what that little combo will sound like. So there's a bit of that. Moving on to Lucas. So SM Entertainment finally shares news that Lucas will part ways with NCT and Wavy to pursue individual endeavours. So of course, Lucas was on a long hiatus due to his past controversy towards his ex-girlfriends, which included gaslighting slash gold digging. You could go and, you know, search that up on your own time. But it still seems like he's still signed on the SM. He's just not part of NCT and Wavy. I personally don't know how I feel about that because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation online. There's certain places that have said that the whole stories in regards with his ex-girlfriends were kind of fabricated. There's other places where it's actually worse than just gaslighting and and gold digging so i actually don't know what the truth is but if we just take it on face value in a sense of just say it is to deal with gaslighting or gold digging or whatever and again this might be an unpopular opinion what's that got to do with music what's that got to do with me do you know what i mean i feel like a lot of people give grace and again, if this is all it is, gives grace to people that have done 10 times worse. I don't know. But yeah, that's that, I guess. 
I don't know, maybe because he is kind of viewed as a foreign idol, that there's like harsher treatment. I don't know. But yeah, let us know. Well, let me know what you think about the whole Luca situation because I don't really know how to feel about it, if I'm being honest. Bang Chan had to apologise for comments that he made on a recent live. On the 14th of May, Bang Chan held his weekly channel room broadcast where he chats with fans about various things. Towards the end of the live, a fan asked, how was Music Bank in Paris? In which he responded, I don't know, I might sound like a boomer because generations are different and I know that as well. But I feel like it's coming to a point where greeting someone is not considered as basic manners because, you know, if you see someone walk by and you say hi and then they don't reply back, it'd be like, what the? Okay. But I feel like it's come to a point where this generation is allowed to do that, to just not care, because there were a few scenarios where that would happen. Of course, the internet does what the internet does and people were trying to guess who the idol or idols were from looking at the Paris lineup. I personally don't know what names popped up or what or what names popped up a lot in terms of frequency, if that makes sense. I don't want to do no speculation over here, girl. Mm-mm. That ain't me. I ain't going to do it. But anyway, on the 17th of May, Bang Chan then apologised on Instagram for his remarks and clarified that the idol that was currently being mentioned was actually not one of the artists he was referring to. And Bang Chan is not the only person to have said this. I feel like a few 80s members have said this. I feel like other idols of this current generation or early fourth gen generations I've said like the newer the newer idols don't say hello and I feel like that's just rude first of all and I don't think Ban Chan has said anything wrong that he had to apologize but I feel like I don't know I don't like the space that we're in at this current moment where you can't really speak or say your mind without having to apologize and at the end of the day he never mentioned anyone and again he's not the first person to say this and I just think it's just basic manners I don't think it's a Korean thing or an idol thing I think if someone says hello to you say hello back no one's saying you have to start talking about the weather or going to some full-length conversation if that's not something you want to do but just a, a cute little bell a cute little hello and keep it pushing is it's not that hard I feel like it's more of an effort to ignore someone I don't know and again it could be unintentional but I feel like it's not because as I said he is not the first person to say this and yeah it's just rude Head rude. Moving on, obviously, everyone's heard about the whole V and Jenny speculation again that they're dating. So basically, on the 18th of May, a video was spread online with two individuals that appeared to be V and Jenny holding hands while walking in Paddy. While, um, you know, company not companies but media outlets have reached out to Hype and YG Entertainment to comment. They both basically said, mm, I don't know, it's kind of difficult to comment right now. YG is never going to come out and be like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's their vibe. Did that make sense? YG are not going to come out and be like, yeah, 
no. It's more like, I don't know, that's their business, which kind of love that kind of response. These dating rumours did start, I think, directly a year ago. So, like, May 2022. I forgot what year it was in for a second. Um, and at the time, YG said a similar comment that they had nothing to say on this matter. So, I guess we'll never know unless they say. I feel like people are trying to piece things together. Personally, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, as long as, you know, they're happy. And if it is true that they both don't get hate from their fandoms because ain't nobody got time for that and last but not least we have to talk about the whole nightmare of a tour that elas the boy group were are were going through and um, i think that's how you say their name so they were on their north american tour and I don't know, but the organisers were not doing their organising due diligence. I think it, it was a mess from the start. Not I think, it was a mess from the start. So when they had their LA stop, which I believe was their first stop, the concert was three hours late. There was no meet and greet. There was no high touch that people had paid for. No merch that people had paid for. And no, I think, I think like there was like selfies that was part of some sort of bundle as well. Again... None of these fans got that. And apparently members were seen leaving the venue actually crying, which can be very frustrating. You know, you've put in all this work, you're happy to see your fans and it's not going how you envisioned it in your mind. The Atlanta stop was actually cancelled as the company ruled the stage as unsafe. Apparently the venue itself wasn't meant for a concert. It was actually a wedding venue. So it was small and basically it had like this makeshift stage on there. Of course, members apologised to their fans during the fan signing event and high touch event that followed. In a statement released later that night, ELAS agency E-Entertainment added, for fans who would like a refund, we ask that you make a refund request through MC Entertainment, which is the organisers of the tour. The New York concert, which was scheduled to take place the following day, was just cancelled by MC Entertainment and the agency, the E Entertainment Agency, weren't told. And despite their best efforts to figure out a way to move forward with the show, their hands were tied. E Entertainment also stated that they would be taking legal action against MC Entertainment, who allegedly failed to book plane tickets, hotel rooms, and proper concert venues and more during the tour. I feel like there needs to be blame on both sides now i could go into a whole rant about k-pop concerts and organization i only could speak about it from a london perspective because that's the only place apart from korea which is you know that's different but that's the only place where i have attended you know korean hip-hop korean pop concerts right it always seems to be some sort of hiccup or some sort of disorganisation, not to this degree, but in some ways where it doesn't run as smooth as like just a regular, regular show, right? I think in terms of this, there needs to be some blame put on Elast's, Elast's agency, like their company as well. Because I feel like a lot of, there should be a lot of prior checks before the boys were on the plane. Where are we staying? Have a look into where we're staying. 
how we get in there, transport to not just the countries, but transport to the hotels, food arrangements, tech rehearsals, you know, little things like that. I feel like these things take time. And I feel like with certain concerts, and again, I only can speak on my side of the pond. And I've said this on my TikTok, where a concert would be announced, so-and-so, it's coming to London. Okay, great. But they're coming in two weeks. How is everything prepared in two weeks? How? With other shows, you'll hear whispers of, you know, artists and their teams scouting out venues like a whole year prior to the show. And then once it gets closer, you have like a couple of months. Okay, the ticket's going to be released on this month, but the show's in a couple months down the line not two or f- two to three weeks later is the show like, i don't understand it's actually mad how and then it's like where are these companies that are hosting these events where do they spring from and why are they trusted is it like oh because my cousin's friend's uncle owns that company so we're just gonna go with them it's weird i feel like i i feel sorry for their fans, I feel sorry for the boys that have been put through this and you no know, certain staff members that it was out of their control but I feel like blame is on both sides at this point because me, if I'm managing a group, if I have a group and you can't say and maybe it was and things changed once they got to America, I don't know because that could be a situation too but if you can't pinpoint food, transportation, just the basics the actual venue, sound check, all these good things, then no. And if the price sounds too good to be true, you need to look into that as well. So yes, actually a madness. I hope everyone gets their money back. But yeah, that's the end of Hot Topics, Hot Hot Topics. If there's any stories you want me to comment on, or if you want to comment on any stories, make sure you hit us up on socials at how you at you. Moving on to our next segment called Say What? Where you send your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, hot tea. You can send that all to howut at gmail.com. That's howut at gmail.com. Or you can submit an anonymous form at kpopbox.co.uk forward slash how you at you. So let's get into these unpopular opinions. So the first one says, I personally feel like the HJ Park gets is unnecessary. People need to stop acting like this man isn't talented. Me personally, I feel like over time, respectfully, Jay Park kind of did it to himself. Now hear me out. I do love being a bit of Jay Park. I'm not going to sit here and pretend the man isn't talented. I ain't going to sit here and say the man doesn't have some bops and some bangers. But there's certain things that he has done over the years. And, you know, it just, it just makes me side-eye a little. It just makes me think, hmm... Why are you going to do that? And then he would do something that is maybe culturally insensitive or is, you know, on the cusp, the cusp of racism. <laughs> and, okay, we do have idols that are repeat offenders and they would repeatedly say sorry, whether you want to take those sorries as, you know, they mean it, cool. But there's this thing that j Park has done where he will double down and he will go back and forth with people that are saying jay this doesn't sit right with me i don't like xyz and he will 
proper go back. So there's that aspect. There's that other aspect where he was on his cocky-ish, where, but it wasn't, it wasn't giving rapper cocky in the sense of, you know how rappers, no matter where you are in the world, you're cocky, you're going to be like, I'm the best, I've paved the way, da 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 That's cool. Do your thing. He's done some amazing things for the hip-hop scene in Korea. Again, I can't take that away from him. But it's the way he goes about things sometimes. Is that... So it's just like, okay, I'm going to back away. Now, I don't know if it's because of his comments or him comparing himself to BTS or whatever that have rubbed the K-pop fandom against him in the sense of any time he would do any sort of collab or TikTok collab with any sort of idol, there'd be comments like, oh, so-and-so run away. I find, I'm not gonna lie, I do find those comments a bit annoying or not those comments annoying, but I find like, for example, if it's like a dancing video and it's obvious J-Park can dance, they're like, oh, this old man, oh, he can't dance. Oh, he's so untalented. Okay, let's not lie, okay? Let's not lie. Again, you do not have to like the man, but let's not, let's not lie about it, okay? The man's talented. He can two-step, he can sing, he can write, he can rap. So let's not lie, okay? And I think it stems from, like, this overprotection that certain fans have towards their idols. And again, it, I think it comes from, like, they have this unrealistic image of their idol, right? So it's kind of like, I don't want Jay Park to taint my fave. But then at the same time, it's like, your fave is probably aware of what he's done. And they don't care. <laughs> they don't care or they just kind of turn a blind eye to it. No one is, I doubt anyone's forcing certain idols to hang out with Jay Park. But at the same time, Korea, Korean society or the Korean fandom may have a different outlook on J-Park, right? He's still beloved in Korea. No matter how much, you know, international fans will try to cancel J-Park, that man's not going to win. <laughs> he's still about. So in that sense, they look up to him, you know, he's a prominent figure within the music scene and they want to collab with him. So that's what they're going to do. In conclusion... <laughs> I don't think it's unnecessary. I think the way people go about it may be unnecessary. You don't have to like the man. You don't have to support things that he does. But let's not lie and start saying he can't sing or he's he's untalented because that's not true. So yeah. Moving on to our next opinion. Someone says, I think it's funny that some blackjacks that are 21 fans and VIPs that are Big Bang fans are mocking idols of third and fourth generation because of their choreography and stage presence, while idols of that generation, third and fourth, have better vocals and rap lines than them. I personally haven't seen the mocking, but I'm not going to sit here and happen i think it does come from nostalgia when you've entered k-pop with a certain group or certain songs or certain groups hold a certain especially little time capsule in your mind it reminds you of a certain time you know you kind of may embellish 
<laughs> their capabilities, right? I've always been real. I don't think 21 and Big Bang, Big Bang especially, had the most intricate choreographies. But at the same time, that wasn't the kind of group or groups that they were. They're all about, you know, the the charisma, the swag. I feel like I disagree with the stage presence thing. I feel like 21 and Big Bang from the jump have always had great stage presence. Choreography, not because I don't think they can't dance. I think maybe the levels were different. I'm mainly thinking of Big Bang. I don't, I don't think everyone in that group were dancers. So they weren't going to do extreme choreography, but that's not what they were about. So that doesn't make sense. I feel like I agree. Third and fourth generations, they have stepped up the choreography side. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like we've spoken about this in many episodes stage presence is lacking it's lacking i don't know if it's due to the pandemic i don't know if it's due when i say the pandemic because of there's certain groups that debuted during a time where they weren't put in they couldn't be in front of people but then at the same time it's like there was no like camera charisma either it was kind of like i'm doing the steps vibe and i'm not that's not every later group it's just some, but I feel like it seems like more prior to that, groups had more charisma. The I don't know. I feel vo- okay if we if we speak about vocals. Mm, I don't know. I feel like this uh, fourth and fifth. Is I'll be in f- not fifth. Where am I getting fifth? Third and fourth generations have some great vocals. Again, Big Bang are not a vocal group their hip-hop group and i'm sorry <clears throat> Taeyang held it down day so- are you dumb day song's voice amazing Taeyang's voice silky smooth even when gd had his moments and his little singing moments great top knew what to do with his voice i'm not going to say he's going to be out here singing ballads but he did what was needed and so vocally they did what they need to do. 21, CL, banging. Um, Minji. I feel like no one talks about Minji. I feel like Minji was has been hella snubbed within this industry. I feel like maybe she hasn't found the right team or company that truly understand her that can make her blossom because the girl can rap, sick dancer, she can sing. And I feel like her talents have kind of been swept under the carpet. But amazing, bomb, her voice, amazing. I I have this this weird thing about bomb in the sense, and again, I don't think it's her fault. I don't know what YG did to her voice. I felt like, I don't know if it's like weird training techniques, but I felt like throughout the years, it kind of felt like she was str- she started straining her voice. And again, I don't understand that due to her medication and stuff like that. But if you compare like trainee bomb and then like later bomb you could tell the difference and I don't know if that's because that could be down to scheduling as well but yeah I I don't know I don't know about that I think choreography I agree but they just weren't those type of groups to be having choreo like that and I don't think every group needs to have hard-hitting choreography either. I don't think every song or every comeback warrants that, and it's fine. 
So, and I think we I spoke about this in the last episode. There was a similar unpopular opinion, but reverse in the sense of every choreography doesn't need to be complex. The simple choreography is great in terms of stabilizing live vocals, but also gives a chance for idols to maybe have some sort of charisma on stage. And that could be an issue as well. Maybe because choreography these days can be can be intricate, that these idols have okay i need to be stable i need to make sure i have my steps right that they have all these things they're trying to think of that the last thing is charisma and that's what's missing and that doesn't take away from the talent but charisma is what draws the audience in so in conclusion <laughs> i'm gonna agree and disagree with certain things i agree with choreography wise but stage presence no um raps raps have definitely got better throughout the time i feel like yg raps have always been good i feel like sm have really stepped up their raps especially i think everyone stepped up their raps when nct debuted when mark did his thing on why can't i remember the name of the song open your eyes what's the song called seven cents there we go yeah i think they're like, oh, oh, we've stepped up. But yeah, so there's that. And our last unpopular opinion says Blackpink's hiatus is actually a marketing strategy. YG knows what they're doing. I kind of agree, but I think it is done to the most extremes of extremes. Maybe that's the kind of, maybe I just need to come to the consensus that why not yg that blackpink are not like every other girl group in a sense of their main focus isn't music and i'm not saying this as shade they are beautiful girls they have loads of endorsements they they are the it girls of k-pop right so they're gonna do it girl things they're gonna go to the fashion shows they're gonna have this endorsement they're gonna promote this xyz and they use the music as a springboard i think what yg does really well because there is such a long gap between each comeback it does build momentum and it does get the people going or what are they gonna do but then at the same time it's a weird thing where you know you have the argument that they don't really change it up and it's like the same thing over and over and over again but then at the same time if you change it up too much it's like oh my gosh they've changed so maybe people need to come to the realization that this is blackpink but then at the same time and i think i've said this again and i'm sorry that i sound like a broken record but i think if you want to keep your title tracks in the similar vein i think that makes sense because okay this is blackpink this is blackpink's color this is blackpink's sound but then i think you need to kind of show variety on the album and i'm not saying i need to stray that far but me personally i it feels like with their album tracks it's songs given to them are not songs that they've kind of had a creative process or they've come with an idea and it's kind of fleshed out by their team it's kind of like oh we have these badass songs for you just kind of do them and it works but I kind of feel like it disconnects I feel like with other groups and even with groups that I don't even follow I would hear certain 
you know, album tracks. And again, I might not even like the song, but it makes sense to me in the sense of I feel like this member or certain members had some sort of input into them. And again, I'm not saying they have to produce. I'm not saying that, you know, they need to write, but just being in the creative process, like going to a producer and being like, I want to do a song about this certain situation that I was in kind of thing. And they kind of springboard off of a certain member's idea. So again, they may not have written it or produced it, but you can tell that there's some sort of input or not even the input, like there's some sort of connect. I feel like there's a disconnect with the songs and Blackpink, but that's just my little two pence. But yeah, let me know what you guys think do you agree with my commentary you think i've missed the mark i would love to know what you guys think and now moving on to our last segment on the radar where i speak about what's on my radar i'm going to keep it short and sweet i've been seeing a lot of videos of xg i xg i love their energy i feel like everything feels very authentic it doesn't feel forced um they performed at an 88 rising concert festival thing i don't even know what it is but the crowd was going crazy transitions were seamless they seem like they're having such a great time and yeah i just i don't know why they give me like 21 vibes in the sense of not that they're similar but that it just the whole swag of it it just makes sense it flows it's coherent yeah i love me some xg and they're just doing their thing so shout out to them but yeah guys that's all we have time for for this week's episode thank you so much for listening to how you at you if you want to join the conversation make sure you hit us up on socials at how you at you it's your girl shanice from kpop box you can follow me at kpop box underscore and yes i did <gasps> randomly post the tiktok oh my gosh she's coming back maybe um hopefully there should be an episode next week hopefully if there's not you've been notified probably first on twitter so make sure you follow us there or on socials in general but yeah until next time um oh before we go make sure you you know rate us on wherever you listen us listen listen to us on zion machines um it would really help us out share the things share the things like the things and until next time we will holler at you bye